Welcome to the Future Work Playbook. This podcast series features founders, investors, and legal talent that will help you embrace technology and transform your organization for a better future. This series is hosted by Natalie Pierce, the chair of Gunderson Detmer's Labor and Employment Law Practice. Natalie and her guests are committed to helping you develop new playbooks to elevate your game. Hey, this is Natalie. Today, we're discussing an excellent application of AI and machine learning to help employers be more efficient and make employees happier. A real win-win. And with us for this discussion is this episode star, Sanish Mankar, the founder and CEO of Legion Technologies, an AI-powered workforce management company redefining how enterprise companies optimize their labor costs, and empower their hourly workforces. The Legion platform helps employers optimize labor efficiency while simultaneously offering an enhanced employee experience with schedules that better match business needs with employees' preferences, gig-like flexibility, better communication, and modern self-service digital tools. These benefits are crucial for attracting and retaining employees. Sanish, welcome, and thank you for joining us today. It's wonderful to speak with you. Thank you for having me on the show, Natalie. It's a pleasure. Thank you. So let's start with this basic reality. Many employers are currently finding it challenging to find workers. Legion has had soaring growth during the pandemic because of its ability to allow employers to optimize their operations while increasing employee engagement and commitment. The company recently closed two rounds of financing, your B and C series rounds, in just nine months, raising over $85 million. So to highlight how Legion got there, I'd like to start with mentioning your unmistakable successful career as a product leader and executive at Ariba Networks and then SAP. Can you tell us about your transition into entrepreneurship? Uh, sure. As you mentioned, I was with SAP in an executive role as chief product officer, running several areas around procurement, business networks, supply chain, those those types of capabilities. And prior to that, I was at, at Ariba. Ariba was actually a B2B software maker, again, in the areas of procurement and business networks. And uh, Ariba was acquired by SAP in, in, I think it was around 2012. That's how I ended up at SAP. And, and that whole journey of building enterprise software was very foundational for what I'm doing at Legion right now. We were building complex software that was optimizing business processes that were making people more productive. There was a lot of cutting-edge technology and cloud-based distribution models that were basically making it easier for organizations to use our software, our enterprise offering. So all that was very foundational. And then when in 2015, when I, I exited SAP because I was looking for doing something else with my career, it was a great, long 15-year journey with Ariba and SAP in the procurement space. I was looking to do something else. But all that foundation of building enterprise software that that was being used by some of the largest companies in the world on a daily basis was really good foundation. And then to to kind of, you know, 
add on to that, I was very much focused at that time thinking about, you know, the software categories, like whether you think about, you know, CRM like Salesforce or HCM or, or human resources uh, type of software like Workday and what Ariba did with procurement and things like that. I was I was really studying a lot of software categories and I, w- I was also looking for opportunities to bring some of my knowledge and expertise in some areas where where these uh, you know innovation is really needed and uh, the area that i thought i could really make a difference both from a from a companies that were struggling to manage their labor costs these operators in you know large labor intensive industries like retail or hospitality manufacturing distribution centers they all have very consistent problems across their labor operations they are all trying to be more efficient they are all trying to get more productivity out of their labor pool they are also trying to reduce employee turnover and mm-hmm. all and the employees working for these businesses also have very similar problems they are trying to get more flexibility better work experience and things like that so i felt like i could help in 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 those areas and i could bring the type of innovation that was very successful in other areas like procurement and supply chain and other other things that have built in the past to this area of workforce management that's fascinating. So for our listeners who may not be as familiar with enterprise resource planning software, you know, and you you mentioned some of them like Workday, and you know, I understand now that SAP, Oracle, Workday, these are all strategic partners of Legion. What did you see that was missing from those platforms that you believed Legion could really help improve? I think there is uh, there isn't anything necessarily missing from those platforms they they are excellent platforms and they serve their customers really well I think though but when you take a step back and when you look at you know overall sort of where are the areas of innovation where mm-hmm. there is opportunity to to do more I felt like this you know today obviously you know it's a national media to talk about labor shortage and yeah. experiences of frontline workers and things like that but we're talking about 2015 and and I felt like there just wasn't enough even conversations around innovation and improving the experiences of this this category of of employees and that was really mind boggling to me because uh, we are talking about the largest employee category in the world. I mean, we are talking about in the U.S. itself, depending on the year, it's somewhere between 75 to 80 million people. That's about, you know, b- between 55 to 60 percent of the workforce in the U.S. and over 2 billion worldwide employees mm-hmm. doing hourly jobs. But you see the type, the, their experience of doing that job just hasn't significantly changed in the past decades. While we are right now on this uh, using amazing technology, doing podcast over Zoom, and you know the salaried workforce, their experience has really kept up with the times. So, so that was a very fundamental question in my mind, like why that hasn't happened. And when I think about it, it wasn't anything missing from those platforms, but it's just that there wasn't a focused effort to take on these newer challenges that are important challenges mm-hmm. to be to be tackled and. And sort of so that's how I thought about it. It's complementary to those platforms. For example, Workday is a partner and investor in Legion. And so we definitely complement, you know, their offering, but we focus on the hourly workforce piece of the puzzle, which is obviously a very large piece of the puzzle. 
Well, and and that's the thing is that you took a fundamental problem and and a big one, right? How do you manage when we're talking 80 million hourly workers just in the US? I think you you sort of thought there's got to be, you know, there's got to be a a better way. And particularly with the, you know, with everything moving to the cloud. And and I think yours, Sanish, is such a perfect example of how the pandemic really has enabled many companies to accelerate their growth. And for your customers, for for your partners and your customers, you know, it really meant that they could possibly handle the changing conditions much faster than before. And I'm sure it led to those who might not look to a solution like yours to adopt that solution and change up the way things had traditionally been done. And I think that that's part of the allure, right, of the flexibility of the gig economy. And you know, what I thought about was you are enabling workers, frontline hourly workers to have more of that gig-like flexibility, which I'm sure, you know, this combination of where we are historically in time and the advancements in use of the cloud sort of came together in this perfect storm to allow more adopters. And I guess my next question for you is how was your team able to to handle your own scalability to address the change in demands? Well, that's a great question. And firstly, I agree with your observations on, you know, the pandemic and things that accelerated. Really, I mean, I would put it, the, you know, in, in the following manner, which is these problems existed I mean, for a long, long time. I mean, yeah. over when you think about, you know, over decades here, right? The the challenge of managing labor efficiently and the high turnover in these industries that has been a problem for a long time. But but there are some things that changed very significantly in the past few years that made some of these problems, if not handled, go from bad to worse. For example, the rise of gig economy companies. So suddenly. Well, certainly in context of decades, but it's been going on for the past several years. Mm-hmm. But employees, if you are looking to, you know, for an hourly job today, your options are much broader than working at local retailers or restaurants. Now you can be a, you know, delivery person with Postmates or drive a car with Uber or do a kind of a very wide range of options available to you all at your fingertips. You can download an app and sign up and pretty much get going. And the wage rate is the same. In some cases, it's even even better. Yeah. Uh, there are no constraints around. You can only work 30 hours, 40 hours. You can work as much as you want. There are no managers to kind of negotiate your schedule with for flexibility. It's all you mm-hmm. check in, check out. So these types of options did not exist before. So if now you're a brick and mortar retailer, now this is what you're competing with yeah. to basically keep your your workforce, which uh, keep in mind, you already had a very high turnover rate and now it's going from bad to worse. Furthermore, your business, if I'm a retailer, your business is also fundamentally changing because now, you know, same day delivery and 
buy online and pick up offline and for restaurants it's order ahead and these types of channels was in the context of omni channel did not exist before so your customers want you want to be served differently these are all labor intensive channels so now when you're looking at the big picture uh, which wasn't looking good to begin with you see these big tectonic shifts happening in your industries and the expectation of your workforce which oh by the way crossed over 50% millennial workforce in 2019 wow. and this is the internet generation they just are used to doing things on the phone and when they don't do this they, they don't get their schedules on the phone it's a just an experience problem and things like that so so something just had to be done this was just time for a massive upgrade in the experiences of both the employers and the employees. Employers wanted better tools to manage this workforce. Employees wanted better experiences. And then when the pandemic hit, it just highlighted all these things because now suddenly, because of lack of tools, employers didn't didn't even have basic things like being able to communicate operating hour changes because of lockdowns and vaccination policies and this and that, all these things just kind of really highlighted the the lack of good experience and modern tools in this whole work category. So, so, so we saw that even before the pandemic, but of course the pandemic kind of just put a spotlight on, on all of these things. Now to answer your question about scalability, as we are going through this change, I mean, some of these industries that we serve, they are... You know, what Legion does is we use some cutting edge technology, we use AI to better forecast demand and schedule people. We use mobile first approach with the employees to give them the experience that they're looking for. And that's consistent with their expectations and their demographics and things like that. But for many of these customers, they are not used to this technology being a part of day-to-day operations. So we definitely have to walk before we can run with them and we have to be very adoption focused we have to make sure that they understand it's a new playbook now it's not just hey here's technology and let's go and everything's going to be great tomorrow no it's like some of the decisions are being made by this by the ai on how many people you need on a day-to-day basis the schedules are automatically created matching employee needs and skills with forecasted demand and labor model and keeping the the labor cost under budget and things like that. So there's a massive amount of automation. And as we automate these things, we test those decisions that we automate with, is it providing value to the employees? Is it providing value mm-hmm. to the business? And if, if, if it's providing value to both, those are the best decisions that we can, you, you know, we prioritize those decisions automatically in our AI algorithms. So that type of approach requires some good focus on adoption. And as we scale, We are really making sure that we are not just keeping software, I mean, throwing software out there or making it all self-service and things like that. We are also with our customers through that transformational journey because we think that that is the more important piece of the puzzle. And as we get on the other side of that journey, the the automation and the employee experience, all of those things justify kind of, you know, the the approach that we have to go through. So that's been sort of the the biggest lesson in terms of scaling Legion as a company to meet the customer demand, to be focused on working with the customers, being focused on on adoption and not just on software development or sales alone. That's excellent. And 
yeah, when you think about the power, as you say, it really is the two sides of it, right? The demand forecasting, think about how it can drive such greater efficiencies. And, and then, as you said, the majority of the workforce being millennial and digital native generation, right? Really for employers to hang on to their talent, transforming the employee experience is key. And I was really surprised by a study of hourly workers that came out just, just a couple months ago where 59% of those hourly workers said that they would quit their job just over the scheduling, which I think is part of why gig economy jobs have become so popular. But that was just a surprising statistic, you know, 59% to quit over that issue. And, and 39% said that they would quit due to poor communications. And so making it so much easier, something that is, is so very time consuming for managers and employees alike and can lead to all sorts of miscommunications on top of everything else. So I love using those machine learning algorithms and that app like ease that you know we are really a 24/7 on demand global economy. <laughs> so to give That's right. to give that sort of tool to employees is key. Just to, uh, Natalie, just to add to those stats, I mean, those are consistent statistics that we have seen since the founding of Legion. And, you know, today, when you think about the labor shortage in the national media, all those, the coverage around labor shortage and what needs to be done, and there's debate about wage rate increases and things like that. And our position at Legion and what we like to articulate to customers, prospects in the market and whoever listens <laughs> is is the following three points, which is, well, firstly, yes, you should you should increase the wage rates to as high as you can because just giving people a living wage is important. Yes. And we know the, the wage rates in many in many parts of the country for these types of jobs is really, really low. So any increases is important. But the point, the, the three important points beyond that is wage rates tend to converge in a particular geo or metro or city area. For example, all restaurant workers in San Francisco get paid similar rate just to be competitive. Like you won't be able to hire anybody by paying less than that. Right. So what are the things you need to do as a company to actually retain over and beyond the attrition rate in your city, state, or like, how can you do better, basically? And three things are firstly, empower your employees, give them some flexible hours. That has, as you pointed out, 59%. That is one of the biggest drivers. And it's not surprising if you really think about it, as you called out, yes, that's why gig economy companies are successful, because they give that fundamental thing, work when you want to work. But even if you cannot have that level of flexibility because of your practical constraints, like operating on my restaurant is open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., whatever it might be, mm -hmm. even within that, though, having employees weigh in on when and how much they want to work and factoring that in goes a long way. Yeah. Uh, so that's number one. Number two is just better communication tools. It causes a lot of stress when employees are you know, in these jobs, when they're late and they want to inform their manager and there's no way to do that. It's just the stress of being on a you know shift worker 
day in, day out. And, and many of these employees do multiple jobs. They are balancing something else with their job. It's another job. Maybe it's a school. Maybe it's kid at home. Just And then not having any communication tools to communicate with their employees just causes a lot of stress. That's number two. And number three, just realization that you can do all these things without trading off labor efficiency and or increasing labor costs. And that's the part that, you know, in five years in, in business now, we have plenty of proof that you can have both, both labor efficiency and employee experience can simultaneously thrive. It's not a zero-sum game. And just knowing that allows employers to craft the proper programs to incorporate these things as perks in their jobs. And that we've seen has a massive impact on retention. Thank you, Sanish. I think those are three really important points for employers to to recognize as they're looking to improve and build their businesses. And as you mentioned, Legion's now in its fifth year. So I have to ask you, Sanish, can you provide any stories or practical guidance from your earlier days that have helped you persist to this point? Yeah, I mean, there are, we could have a whole, whole show on that, but I'll, <laughs> uh, because as, and this is not just unique to me, I think any entrepreneur going through the, the process of creation, there has to be a lot of lessons and lot, lots of foundational lessons. And for me, one of the foundational lessons was just developing empathy with the the people doing these jobs it wasn't just about building the product it's is doing it right and and they're doing it right as a product person as an innovator for me is you got to put yourself in the shoes of people doing these jobs and what they're going through and as a part of some very early grounding in very early you know first few months of of legion i was working very closely i got i was fortunate enough to be given the opportunity by phil's coffee in the bay area who i'm sure you know to work very closely with them as our first customer and as a part of that collaboration they they trained me as a barista and i was (laughs) and i must tell you it it wasn't easy for me so i have i have a lot of a lot of admiration for folks who are doing that job with a smile and you know and a lot of skill and then uh, I was visiting stores and working with, with, with all their managers and watching them build schedules and seeing where they were most frustrated and what were the hardest thing. And I was doing that, you know, every week after week until the software was built. And even after that, when we started introducing the software to them and then watching their reaction and sitting with them in the small back rooms and, and they are spending hours building the schedules because they genuinely care about employee preference and take, yeah. uh, taking into account every single employee's request, which was obviously not going through software at that time. So just spending a lot of time in the early days, I don't get to unfortunately do that that level of involvement with users you know, at this stage of the company, and, but I ensure my product team does and people who are building user experience and other people at Legion do. But for me, that was very foundational in the early days of Legion to be able to really do that job, see, watch people who are doing that job, talk to as many of them as possible, sit next to them, work with them, see their frustrations and what makes them happy. And that, I think, a lot of that very strongly influences the product design, the product direction, the roadmap, and all of those things. Yes, there is strategy and all that stuff, but it's really, these are the things that actually turn a product from good to great. Yeah, 
Well, you got to experience, as you said, what it is like to be in the shoes, both of the Varisas and the managers who are, as you said, really care very much about the team and the team's happiness and the scheduling. So often factoring into those happiness quotients, right? But I, I will say that Phil's has some of the most talented baristas on the planet. <laughs> Delicious. Absolutely. Coffees. So you, they, feel like they you have a great this. training program yeah. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it is pretty intensive. And, and yeah, I, I'm not sure if I, if I'll be able to make a Phil's coffee for you anymore, but I definitely <laughs> was able to do that at one point. <laughs> well, we might have to, we might have to put you to the test at some point. <laughs> so let's talk about that. You And you've mentioned some of your partners, you've now mentioned your first client. So for Legion, who are some of your greatest ambassadors or champions right now? You know, just to sort of go back to what I said earlier, the one of the early observations that led to founding of Legion was whether you are a retailer or a restaurant or a big company or a small company, you're facing very similar problems when you are managing labor. When you're paying people by the hour, you're by definition concerned about productivity and things like that. For larger companies, those same problems exist just at a larger scale. So we approached Legion from Day one, as a, it's a horizontal platform where you can, you know, you can manage these very fundamental problems and address them. And as a result of that, we have some, we have a very diverse customer base, uh, which we are really proud of. For example, you think about very modern and, you know, kind of great brands like Phil's Coffee and Soul Cycle, and where you know you, you basically these are these are up and coming businesses with a lot of fan following and clearly it reflects in sort of you know their employees and you know how the type of culture they want to create on the other hand we have very large nationwide retailers like dollar general with over 150,000 employees across majority of the united states from big cities to rural areas who are basically also using ai driven scheduling to better match employees preferences to forecast their demand so that kind of gives you an, a sense of the spectrum, and, and there's everything in the middle. There's uh, retailers, restaurants, distribution centers, manufacturing, theaters like, uh, like Cinemark, for example. So that's sort of uh, how we think, think about our platform. Now, these are some very fundamental problems around both employers want productivity, cost savings, and lower turnover. Employees want flexibility, better experience, communications. And across industries, as long as there's hourly workforce and labor involved, we can solve those problems. It's an enormous challenge that you've taken on, but, <laughs> but it's such an important one. And now I'm going to hit you with a kind of broad question, but please answer it however you wish. You know, As you look toward the future, uh, what changes do you think are on the horizon? I think there's, I'm very encouraged with the conversation around frontline workers. And I think this is just start of something. When we solve, and we are definitely going to solve that, the flexibility, you know, incorporate flexibility in schedules, offer better communication tools to frontline workers. That to me is just basically getting back to what should have been normal in the first place. That's just paying the debt. Right. Yeah. Now, but beyond that, like you think about a lot of these, 
a lot of this workforce is unbanked and and so th- things like financial wellness and things like instant pay when you do a shift you get paid instantly why do you have to wait two weeks for a payroll cycle to run when you have uh, many of these employees they don't get benefits in fact over 80 percent of hourly workers is part-time and they are they're working less than 30 hours so most of them do not qualify for benefits from their employers well but on legion as they are doing this work and we can basically uh, maintain a a consistent work record for them. We put ourselves in a position to, by working with many partners to provide those types of benefits and capabilities and just to keep improving the quality and the experience of these jobs, again, both for the employers and for the employees. So we see, you know, I'm just focusing on sort of the lesion version of this answer, right? But but I feel like this, we are still in very foundational level of the type of benefits we can do to ultimately turn hourly jobs into good jobs, which, by the way, is Legion's mission statement, is turning hourly jobs to good jobs. And that has a very long journey, and there are lots of things we can do. And anything that we can do as a company, and with partnership with our customers, of course, is ultimately benefiting Basically, it is like the all tides rise uh, yes. metaphor. It's basically improving uh, quality of life, society, people's lives, experiences, our economy at large. All those, all those benefits come from it. So we feel like this is a this is a great mission for us to get behind, and also one that, as a technologist, I feel like it's really worthy of. You know, there's so much of talk about AI taking away jobs. And here we are using AI and machine learning to actually improve jobs and to get more people having better experiences working. So it's just also a great application of a technology that just has got so much of bad press around, mm-hmm. especially around jobs, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so I feel like this is, this is something I, I see more of the same in many ways, like from a mission standpoint, but the type of things we will do will continue evolving. Well, that is a beautiful future of work on the horizon picture and, and one which I fully support. Thank you for sharing that. And now, Sadly, this is bringing us to the end of this episode. And the way that we like to end our episode is to share with our audience a fun fact, story, joke, favorite movie, whatever you like. And I'll start by sharing with you that my very first job was working as a part-time hourly employee at Heidi's Frogen Yozert. Uh, you may there think you go. <laughs> mispronouncing that, but I'm not. Apparently that's how it's pronounced somewhere in Scandinavia. And I can tell you, Sanish, that I would have loved a platform like Legion, though at that time, smart devices were not yet invented. <laughs> so is there anything that you'd be willing to share with our audience? Sure. My other idea or uh, rather the the thing i was researching and focused on at that time i mean i'm i'm a huge uh, animal lover i've got two dogs uh, they are kitas oh. and uh, i was trying to figure out sort of the economics of how to make shelters self sufficient by having non profit boarding facility for dogs where as you know they're well dog boarding is pretty expensive yeah <laughs> as, i know as, as i'm realizing <laughs> and, dog and itself. Yeah. exactly and and then so for boarding place which was was non-profit it can fund 
shelters and so i still want to come back to that idea at some point oh, but that was, <laughs> that was the <laughs> that was the other thing that i was i was spending a lot of time on and and meeting a lot of people who who were running whether it's boarding facilities or shelters and and they are all really amazing people and and i think at some point would definitely love to do something in that regard all right. Well, audience, that's a great idea. So if anyone wants to take Sanisha. <laughs> Happy to help anyone yeah. who, who wants to do it. <laughs> Perfect. So in our fifth episode of the Future Work Playbook, we've taken a look at how technology, innovation, and artificial intelligence continues to break the mold of workplace or operations and bridges the shift in augmenting human capacity for a more efficient organization. As we return to the workplace, Legion shows us how artificial intelligence can help manage hourly employees. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us, Sanish. We wish you and Legion great continued success. Thank you, Natalie. This was fun. It was fun. And thanks everyone for joining us. Bye-bye. You've just listened to the Future Work Playbook. This podcast series is brought to you by Gunderson Detmer, the world's number one law firm representing venture capital funds and high growth companies. Join Natalie Pierce on our next episode as she and her guests help prepare your organization for the future. Please subscribe to the Future Work Playbook.